podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to the final Fatback 4 of the 2020-2021 season where Liverpool have made it into the top four of the Premier League. Despite what Grizz Khan has said for weeks on fucking end, yeah. Liverpool have made it into the top four of the Premier League on the final day of the season. There was a few twists, there was the odd turn, but Liverpool done the job themselves and beat Crystal Palace 2-0 at Anfield to secure what ended up being third place in the league. This show is, of course, brought to you by Manscaped, manscaped.com. Go there, go to manscaped.com, hit LFC DT in the uh, little voucher barcode place and you will get 20% off with free shipping. We've looked after ourselves at Manscaped all season. We love every single thing about it and hopefully we will continue to work with them um, throughout the summer and into next season. But listen, they've been great and their products are exceptional and um, yeah, we, we really, really, really love them. So make sure you go and check them out because by supporting them, you support us. With me, of course, is Keith, Shawnee and Grizz. Grizz has muted himself. I don't think he wants to talk to us tonight because of um, them four points, them points he said we were going to drop, which we never did. But... um Lads, before we get into the game, the season, the summer, Gene and Wijnaldum, um, the new charity thing we're, we're, we're doing, our new merchandise shop, all that's coming um, throughout the show, I want to just get your reactions on getting top four. Now, we were tempted to do something straight after the final whistle, and then we said, nah, 10 o'clock is their slot, let everybody do their business, and then everyone will roll up at 10 o'clock for what we have to say. Shawnee, I'm going to start with you. Um, Done the job today, but overall... You know, three points is three points. But overall, at the final whistle today, how, what was your feeling? Because it's been a long season. It's been a very disrupted season for us. But in the end, these boys came through, especially in the last 10 games. And and I I think it's an unbelievable achievement, to be honest. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it really is. Considering how this season has played out for us, uh, to finish in the top four, it, it is some achievement, no matter what way you paint it. Um, today is just a feeling of relief. Um, we were given a, a way back in. There was a load of false dawns this year in terms of results going away and us not capitalising. But like I said on last week's show, I felt like Allison's goal, it was more than just a goal. I felt like there was something very cathartic about the whole thing. Alisson leaving the pitch, being emotional, the players' reactions, just it lined up for us, Gavin. The stars aligned for the first time in this whole shit show of a season because this has been a rotten season, an absolutely rotten season. And on top of that, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year outside of football, regardless of that. And football is supposed to be an escape for a lot of people. And my whole Liverpool season turned out, it was anything but, you know what I mean? Because it's it's been tough. There's been some horrible moments, losing six on the bounce at home. Everton finally beating us at home in the, in, in the league. 
and we did we didn't know whether when we were going to stop we were inside the free fall but we've pulled this mental run out of nowhere and it never felt like we were on it if you get me uh, not to me anyway I speak for myself I was constantly looking down Jesus Christ we seem to be always chasing the pack here and then you look at the Premier League table after the last 10 games and it's almost maximum points where we drop points away to Leeds and we drop silly points at home to Newcastle and it's title winning form from the, from these lads thrown together and you just have to give props to, to Klopp uh, and to the 13, 14 players who have been present in these last 10 weeks that have pulled us through and pulled us over the line and put us back where we should be, where we deserve to be and where, look, you only have to look at the reaction by uh, the rival fans looking in going, how have these bastards managed this after everything that's happened? Yeah. They're all getting sick in their mouth because it was our year to have a year off and anyone could have sn- snuck that far spot. And we, we said it in the WhatsApp last week, people were talking about leaving the back door out and leaving the door out for Liverpool. Well, we didn't get in the back door. We were getting in the bleeding bathroom window. <laughs> oh, we were up in the yeah. extension, weren't we? Yeah, obviously. Um, Trying to get through the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in. Um, Keith, you know, I was having to think about this earlier and we, we will look at the season um, and, and kind of big points in the season in a, in a little bit. But how big is this last 10 games, Keith? Because we we know what's happened in October. We know what's happened with the, with injuries and stuff like that. But I look back to Fulham at home. The lineup for Fulham at home was like, he's throwing the tail in. And then results kind of go away even though we lose results go away and we'll look, next of all we're, no, we're still in this and then the Newcastle one was like oh that's that's where I wobbled the most Newcastle at home where I went oh this is a fucking joke at this stage but then what do you do what do you do like you know the 10 games Newcastle's in that last 10 games but yeah. how big is it Keith because I think it's absolutely massive I'm going to make it I'm going to say something in a couple of minutes that people will laugh at but go on what, what's your take on it <laughs> uh, yeah, right, Gav, it's huge. Do you know what I mean? This run-in has been, I would say, sensational by Liverpool because we've gone into this and we've settled on, to get us over the line, we've had Nat Phillips and we've had Reese Williams. Now, if you'd have said to me at the start of the season, that's who we were going to be relying on to get us over the line to get the top four, you know, I'd have laughed in your face. Shawnee hit the nail on the head with the Allison goal there. That was more than a goal. You know, if, if Nat Phillips had a scored that, it's just another goal. Do you know what I mean? But the, the the everything around it, it seemed to be the final momentum that that sort of swept us on. Then, do you know what I mean? How could we make a balls of it after that? Do you know what I mean? It was it was like, but you believe in momentum, or you believe in luck, or you believe in destiny, or all that sort of shit. For weeks, we've been saying on here. I've certainly been saying it on here. The league is shy. Everyone else is brutal around us. There was nothing to stop us getting into that top four. Right, nothing to stop us. And if you look at how it played out, do you know what I mean? It was everything just fell the way we wanted. Now the two two drop the two drop points, sorry, the two games where we dropped points, Leeds and Newcastle. The reality is we should have got like the the Leeds game is the night of the fucking the Super League show he comes yeah. out and the distractions. And I'm gonna say Leeds, the I felt Leeds, I like Leeds, that carry on was disgraceful that night. But that we drop points in a silly game, and then Newcastle, we fucking try to, you know, we we they get a goal, we get away, and we hand it straight back to them. Two mad, mad games, but it it just didn't it didn't affect us, and that shows. We've said it all season. 
mentality monsters to mentality mouses, isn't it, Chris? Mentality mouses. And this just showed that <laughs> well, we, that is. we thought they were men- mentality mouses, but they weren't. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were still, you know, it's still these lads that are in there. It's still Trent, you know, who has his bad patches, but he, he overcomes all of them. It's still Robbo and Genie who are absolutely bollocks tired, I'd say, and are still pushing on and still doing the job. You know, these aren't, these players don't become shit all of a sudden. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, mm. it, 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 we've said it here all along. You know, you lose Van Dijk, it's not an excuse. You lose Van Dijk and Gomez makes it harder. You lose Van Dijk, you lose Gomez, you lose Matip. You know, every t- it puts a strain on every part of the team then. We had Alisson out. We had Adrian in goal earlier on in the season. You know, it, we had no continuity for the whole of the season. And it's it's probably fitting that we've ended up with the two lads playing at centre-back because it symbolises this season. You know, two fellas that were playing in the second division in Germany and the Bladen Conference, wherever Kitty Mintz that played Conference North or whatever in uh, the fifth or sixth division, wherever it is in England last season. It was... Shawnee touched on it as well earlier. Outside of football, you know, the the world has been an absolute bleeding skid mark this year. And football hasn't been the escape that we've all wanted. We put a line through it now. We've got over the line here and we can put a line through this season because it's been absolute shy. Last day, whatever, we had our own interests in it. We'll all say, you know, we, we've done shows on this about being detached from football, being, you know, not being in love with it anymore. Well, we're still in love with Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Like, we still love our team and that's what all I cared about. I couldn't have gave a shit about what was happening in any other game today. Only the Liverpool. Well, you, you could have cared if we were one all and you had to be looking elsewhere. Well, no, do you know why? Because at the start of that game today, right, Leicester scored, I don't know what minute they scored, 18th. 15 or 18 minutes. And Sky were going on about, oh, Liverpool are out of the Champions League. It's 18 minutes in here. It's a home game. We're going through these motions that we do. Every game, we're getting a few chances. We're missing them. You know? Uh, but I wasn't Carragher, worried. Carragher had money on an equaliser. And there's nothing oh, sure. Yeah. Like the way he was going <laughs> on today. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but people still act surprised by this carry-on. It's it's mad. No, um, Ramez Khalil says, well, uh, Mane found his shooting boots, Fabinho and Thiago Boston midfield, the defence looked fairly solid, turned a 13-point deficit to Leicester and 9 points to Chelsea, only shame is miss- Mo missing out on the golden boot, the lad's been carrying us all season, he has, in fairness to him, I, um, what a season from Mohamed Salah, like, people talk about his 44 goals in 17, 18, um, but Jesus, that, that season, this season's up there for me. This yeah, yeah, this season's up there for me because of what else was going on. Like Keith said, the strain on the whole team and Salah's being brilliant. Mark Gibbon says we still got more home points than the scum and they had a good season. Um, five points, please. Um, Grizz, now I held you to last for a good reason. So Liverpool done it, Grizz. Um, they won all the games that they were meant to win. Then drop points that you predicted at uh, Burnley. Um, Palace, who were the last couple of games we played where you just kept saying, This is the one, this is the one where we drop it? No, no, it was just, it was, it was Burnley and Leeds. Burnley and Leeds, I said. No, no, you just kept saying, Yeah, no, uh, listen, we let him away with it because we we know that were day where the games he said. I said Burnley and Leeds. Yeah, but Grizz, how surprised are you and how happy are you with the fact that Liverpool have made the Champions League despite you not believing that it would happen? Well, inside, look, inside. I knew it was a doddle. 
Do you know what, Chris? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say there. Don't pile in on them because that's the easy thing to fucking do now on social media. Is don't pile in on them, and then you go and say that. So fucking have at you. No, no. Look, look. Why do we love this club so much, and why does it mean so much to us? It's because of the shit they do and and the things they take us through. The emotion, the emotional roller coaster this team takes us through, and you know. For anyone to look, jokes aside, for anyone to to say that they were confident and flying when uh, and, and thinking we're definitely going to make top four when I think it's in December, I think is it when we're eighth or I think it's eighth where we're thirteen points behind Leicester, um, and then not af- not soon after that, even Jurgen Klopp has that um, has that patch where he he picks random teams, including a totally brand new back four against Fulham at home. And and that gives you the indication like, wow, even Jürgen. And I think we all had a private chat and we thought, ah, oh, fuck, even Jürgen's thrown in the towel. Yeah, it definitely looked that way. You know, at that, and then, you know, this season just, it, it just couldn't stop giving us surprise after surprise literally every week. And not only us, but the teams around us, which kept, think, kept giving us... Th- Thoughts that look, if we can at any point put a seven eight game winning run together, we'll fucking get in this top four. But the problem was we knew others were gonna drop off, but we couldn't see us putting seven eight wins together. That was the problem at this stage. We we done it, we managed to do it, and it's and I said it, and I said it even when I said we're not gonna make it. I said if if we do make it, that it's one of the best. Best accomplishments by this coach in his career, I think. Thinking and talking like we have all season about the shit that he's gone through on a personal level, on his team's level, for his team players, the tragedy of his players, the contract situations of certain players, the stresses of Mo speaking in public, the stresses of the injury. Every week, you know, he used to talk about in press conferences, I haven't checked with the people, but I'm expecting bad news today as well draining, draining. It's like, how could it be? How did he have the mental strength to get through this? How did these players get through all that and the last 10 games put on a show? You know, it, it's taken two, three years for Jurgen Klopp to create this mentality monsters mentality in them. And it's not over. It's not. And, and I think Shawnee referenced it once in a show that it's not created over one season. Right. And we were all thought thinking, me obviously, of, of course, like, you know, that this is not a mentality situation. This is an absolute, there's nothing that they can do to get out of this rut. Yet they still rose from Phoenix from the flames and done this. And I thought, Gav, at the end there, I was in absolute, absolute joyous tears when I saw Phillips and Williams blood pouring out of their fucking heads hugging each other because they no Keith they they literally bled for us and to see them two at the end hugging each other at Anfield when we've reached top four if you if you just take that back a season and you thought that was going to be the season uh the the season's ending scenes where you've got Phillips and Williams hugging each other blood pouring out of their heads you would have thought fuck off are you having a fucking laugh what the fuck does that mean how did the season go well read the book 
Read the fucking book about this yeah, season. Exactly. It's an amazing story. I don't care what anyone says. I think what Liverpool have done this year is the biggest achievement of any team in this league this season. Yep. All right. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get. Uh, uh, I will. No, I'm gonna get. Go on. Couldn't argue against that. I don't think. I think. I think some would might argue with that, but they know in their heart of hearts that they're absolutely lying because th- that's a brilliant show, and I 100 back you on it because you look at the narrative last week when you know they were only missing Maguire for a game. You know, you know th- that's what you're talking about here. And then hey, one thing that completely slipped the radar when we were playing. Uh, Real Madrid in the Champions League and Varane ended up getting COVID and they had no centre-backs and everyone was saying Jesus look at Real Madrid they're in a shambles yeah. that has literally been us since October like so it's gone unnoticed the reason why it went unnoticed is because we were actually so good up until Christmas so mm-hmm. when when the initial injuries and we started falling apart we held it together for as long as we could so I'm 100% what you got. This, if you look back at this season and think where we were 10 games ago, Villa had a better shot at, at getting into the, the Champions League than us. It's, it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Quite frankly, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I had a good think about this after the game. You know, like we were all, we were all flying. We're in the WhatsApp group having the crack and, you know, um, but I did. I sat down and I had to think about this. And I and I looked at the league table and I thought, Man City have won the league. But I think Man City deservedly won the league because, you know, it shows where you finish is where you finish. But, but, but I think if the, if those injuries don't happen at Liverpool, I don't think City come near us. And I think they knew it. I think they I think they look, they had that look of them um, going in November uh, where they were kind of... I don't know about this and he kind of got a sniff and he went for it and that's fine I think United have a mass 75 points I think 74, 74. maybe 74. Um, and they're crawling on as if it's the, they're the bee's knees we finish five behind them with everything that's happened I think West Ham have been brilliant um, yeah. you know and, and they've they really they're really the ones that have taken advantage of the uncertainty around everything um, yeah. in football yeah. this season I think Leeds have come up and have been a breath of fresh air. And um, the way they've tried to play football, I think they end up finished 10th, I think. Ninth. But, um, ninth. So they've That's been really good. But, but when I look at it, and I look at Liverpool sitting on 69 points, um, you know, toward place with what's gone on, when you, when you throw everything together, I think it's the biggest achievement in the league this season by any club. I, and I, and people will absolutely hammer me for that. But I think when you, when you look at all the, the, the situations, the difficult situations we've had. And don't get me wrong, like Klopp is getting loads of plaudits and rightfully so for the last 10 games. You know, I thought he was in a massive spin from late December to early March and there was criticism of him and that was fair. You know, but I think, I think the biggest, and, and that happens, that's absolutely fine. But I think when you look at it from there on in, the, the, the mentality, this mentality monster stuff goes on, but I think the mentality of not only Klopp, but his backroom staff, the players, everyone to go, listen, this is being shit. This is the way we're going to have to do it. This is the way we're going to have to play. And the likes of Thiago having to play a little bit different. And maybe Wijnaldum having to play a bit different. And the forwards maybe having to play a bit different, but making it work better. I think it's an absolute credit to them um, for the for the last 10 games in particular. And I'm extremely proud of what this, this side have done over this season. And you know what? 
that's the one thing that's come over for me. The second thing that's come out is that, like Shawnee said earlier, other sides are looking at that going, well, fuck them anyway. Because they were absolutely heavily relying on Liverpool being in the Europa League. Because it's well noted or well documented that Liverpool have been fairly good at handling this COVID situation financially. And I think people were looking at it going, if they go in the Europa League, that puts them back and that gets us yeah. forward and stuff like that. I, I, I think it's as big for other clubs today yeah. what's happened as it is for us. I'll say it now because we're over the line and it's something I wouldn't Now, I've said, I've been, I thought we weren't going to make top four after the the new, after the Fulham game. I thought, Klopp's packed it in. I don't. Ending up in the Europa would have been a fucking disaster for us because all of the hard work that's gone before these last three or four seasons for us to become perennial challengers don't apart from this is but we know what happened like you said Gav we've handled this situation better than most but I'd imagine that our handling in this situation would have been in the hindsight of those expecting that we'd still be in the Champions League no matter what happened so if we'd have ended up in the Europa League the financial implications I'd imagine of not making top four would have set us back maybe a year or two and that's massive in this case because we don't actually have that much long left with Klopp. He might get, we're going to get on to what needs to happen in the summer, but he might get a restructuring into the squad and then go again and then you're off then and whatever year, I think it's 2024. 24, yeah. So it was, it was huge. This can't be downplayed how big this was, not just for our fans and the like, it's massive for the club because it means we can continue on this road that we were already on without any diversions, regardless of what's gone on before us this year. We can continue now uh, and hit the reset button and players need to tune out. Club, I think of everyone in the entire club from the two L ones making the tea in the training ground, Klopp needs this rest more than anybody. Yeah. He needs this break more than anyone because you can tell he wasn't feeling football the way it was. And we're getting back to real football. That's that's the reality. When you look around today, you see fans in the stadium, you hear the songs going off, the banners going it. We're getting back to real football. We're getting back to reality. And real football suits us better than anybody else in the league. Anybody else in the league. We felt it more than anyone when we weren't having, didn't have a crowd. And you get fucking Egypt saying the Anfield atmosphere is a myth and stuff like that. Well, have a look at that video bleeding Alex Ferguson did with the lad Bible the other day when he talks about how intimidating Anfield is. He wouldn't even put fucking Gary Neville on the bench because he knew he'd be slaughtered, eaten. We've missed those fans more than anybody. Anybody. Um, we can give back to them now next year exactly where we left off in the Champions League and we should be fucking challenging on all fronts and they need to do everything in their power to make sure Klopp has everything he needs. They cannot allow next year to happen what happened this year because yeah. he's fucking... Look, don't get me wrong, Gav, we were crowing at the end of January, start of February mm-hmm. about how let down he was by the owners and don't make no fucking bounds about it. Jorgen Klopp was let down by the owners and he's had to pull them out of mire again with this. Don't be 
don't let that fucking... Yeah, there's only so many times you can go back to the well, though. He, he can't keep doing this. He cannot keep doing this. So they need to just fucking back him now and let him go with it. Because like you said, Gav, with the extra bodies, I'm with you. I believe nobody touches us. I believe we're slaughtering all those bottom six teams at home. That's another, what, 18 points? 20 yeah. points? You're looking at another 90-point season. Now, yeah. that's what I've told you. Me fucking, your granny had wheels, she'd be a bike. But we've done it before. <laughs> I love that you one. Know what I mean? yeah. We've done it before. So they need to back him now. They need yeah. to back him. He's either pulling them out of mired again, and they're under the microscope now. It's time to let Cup rest and recuperate. And they, we need to be set up on the fucking first week of August saying, that's it. Yeah, go to go. Us, us are, are the lads like us for. Oh, we'll be, we'll be we'll match fit. No, we'll be match fit. Where are we? Where are we? Yeah. Basti, uh, Basti Fulton, um, says, and he's, he's really excited and I like this. He says, come on, lads. What is this team about when the chips are down and push comes to, sh- to shove? I, pres- I presume you mean we are built different. The, the fight won't stop and the lads won't give up. I won't give up unless you never walk alone. I fucking love this team. That's, I, I like that. I like that. And, Absolute law, uh, Basti. All about that sort of enthusiasm. Keith, before I get to Grizz, um, yeah. I said there, like, you know, there, there is teams around us looking going, oh, fucking hell. You know, and, and we've done it for years. You know, when someone sneaks yeah. into the top four and you're thinking, you know, do you remember um, when City start getting the money and Spurs done them for top four and you're like, whoa, yeah. you know, that's another year out. And, you know, when, when you see things happening and you know it's a little turning point. Now, I'm not saying Liverpool are, it's a massive turning point for Liverpool, but I think it, it keeps them on a level where we could have went into the summer in Europa League going, we're not buying from the top table. And if we are, we're probably overpaying. And what does, what's that mean down the road? And, and as Shawnee said, Klopp goes in 2024, which I believe he will. We're running on two two tracks here. One is the, the club and one is the club track where we're trying to get him as much as he can before he goes. Who Who's most annoyed tonight, Keith? Because I think it's Manchester United because when they throw out a team like yeah. that against Leicester and then throw out a team like that against us to, to do everything in their power to knock, to knock us and we still go and do it, I think it's United. But is there any other clubs looking around going, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, um, that, that, the, the fun's over? Um, I mean, it's easy to say Leicester, right? Because we've sort of, oh, we will, we will, but but we've, we've sort of had a pop at them in the past and Uh, and we are right to, more to come, (laughs) more to come. (laughs) But no, I agree with you, Gav. I think Man City fans and Chelsea fans will be sort of have a little, uh, an eyebrow up as well, because I think there was a lot of talk about next season, Chelsea are the challengers to Man City and Manchester United. And Liverpool weren't getting mentioned because people thought, oh, Liverpool have fallen off a cliff. Now, if we'd have gone into the Europa League, we know it changes funds and it changes the, the calibre of play you can probably bring into the club, despite what Klopp will say. But too many people wrote this team off. Do you know what I mean? Too many people for next season. It was as if, you know, we didn't lose the best defender in the world this season. It was as if we didn't lose his partner. It was as if we didn't lose our new signing Thiago after a game for three months. It was as if we didn't lose fucking Jota for three months. It was, you know, everything that happened to this team. Even Graham Suna said it today. You know, oh, they, they lost their way and I don't know why. Well, I know fucking why because they got all them injuries. You know, you can't lose a spoon in your team and continue. And not even the spoon. You lose the spoon and then bits of the backup of your spoon as well. It's not going to happen. Manchester United but will be the ones that are fans. Now, fans must be fuming because 
you know, they, they thought they were back there. You know, Ole at the wheel, we joke about that. United had a good season, but it was based on the fact that we couldn't be ourselves. They, you know, they City won the league with 86 points, right? And that's olden day Premier League totals. You know what I mean? We're used to 90 minimum and City are winning with 86 and when you think about it, as Shawnee said there, we've lost against the bottom six teams. Uh, you know, we've lost six games already against bottom half teams. Terrible. <clears throat> it's not like you're asking for much to say, well, we could have flipped them. Do you know what I mean? Or the six home games in a row where we didn't win. If you look at maybe City and Chelsea, I think, are in that, you probably turn them into a draw and it probably wouldn't be, you know, you're not going to say you'd win every game, but, you know, draw a couple of them. What this team it, again, if me me ma had ball, should be me that. But if the team had just done the business, we would have been flying again this year. But we dealt with the adversity, and that is a kick in the balls for all of the others. You know, Manchester United, Chelsea, City, they're the, the ones I think they're going to be the big dicks next season. They're the ones that are going to be challenging for the league. Well, Liverpool are going to be right there with them, no matter what we do. And I think we'll get on to what we think will happen in the summer, but. Oh, you think Liverpool are going to have an extra bite next season? Because everything you're hearing, it's all coming out about, you know, look, we let you down. The players are saying, we let you down. We know next season, watch us go. And I think they're going to be laying red hot next year to get straight back into the mix. We don't know what can happen. Anyone can get injured at any time. We accept that. Virgil van Dijk isn't so fucking superhuman. He can get injured at any time. But to lose him and then Gomez and then Matip and then Hendo and then Fabinho and then, 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 then. It was one after another. You can't deal with that. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you won't have another season like that. Can I? So, Gav, I'm, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Come on, Chris. What's wrong with oh, you? Yeah. No, I was going to say, while Gav cracks a can open and he's going to sort of probably ask me a, a, a different question, I, I just wanted to add something about... I was going to ask you. I was going to skip uh, you and go back to Shani. Yeah, exactly. So I might as well buy him. <laughs> so, you know, the, you know the bit about psychology of other teams? Yeah. Um, and, and sort of how they must have felt fucking mm-hmm. gutted, right? We know that. But... Um, we discussed our charge a few weeks back. And do you remember we spoke about the fear of Liverpool starting winning games, having a, an adverse effect on others, other teams as well. Mm-hmm. So not only did it help our cause, of course, when you win games, it fucking helps your points tally. But when the other teams know that it's Liverpool as opposed to a Chelsea or a Leicester, do you remember we had that conversation? that it fucks with their psyche because they think, oh, they were dead and buried. All the media, all the pundits, they weren't even mentioning us. We were way behind. And so therefore they were felt comfortable. You could see in the, in, in Tuchel, Rogers, um, Ole's, all the interviews were like sort of comfortable. Let's do what we're doing. But the moment we started winning games and they began to look over their shoulder, the pressure of Liverpool, the pressure of this Liverpool squad under under Jurgen Klopp is fucking huge. We're intimidators. We intimidate teams very much like the Chelsea Mourinho, old Mourinho, and the Fergie United, where teams were intimidated. And that's the effect Klopp has on this. Obviously, obviously, you know, we've discussed the reasons why we couldn't take it that next level. Like, you've got to remember Man City, one of the best teams you know, ever, whatever, whatever. Only 
bettered their points tally from last season, lads, which was deemed a, a f- absolute disaster by five points. Mm. By five points. And yeah. we know our season was decimated. We could otherwise, as Sean says, we destroyed those. We, lost we, know, we know we're a 90-plus point team now every season. We know we've got it in us. So all these psychological things will absolutely be playing on these teams. And today they must be fucking gutted. Tell you what, we've, boys. we've ended up third. Oh, fuck. Get, oh, on fuck. Muhammad Salah. Get on Mohamed Salah's Instagram post there. That'll tell you all you need to know. They, What's he say? They want blood. These boys want blood. Trent said it himself. Tre- I, it's, inter- no, it's, interesting, it's interesting you say that because I'm going to ask you the next quick question, right? And Before I do, Bosti says, a uh, question for all of you, who's your player of the season and your favourite game? For him, it's Salah as a player. And the West Brom game, you never walk alone. Basti, <clears throat> I've read that out, but we are going to talk about it. Um, and I've noted it for later on as well. Um, because I think we'll get a couple of different answers. But, Sean, you're saying there, get on Mo Salah. And, you know, Mo Salah, we all seen a couple, going back a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a bit more than that, Mo Salah saying, we're champions and we'll fight like champions. And, you know, yeah, and, and well, he's had another moment there where he's at the same. I'll just read it out there. Yeah, go, go, yeah, absolutely. Said, we went through a lot this season. The empty stadiums, coupled with the great holes we faced, this would have shattered any other team, but not us. We've came towards and we never stopped believing. Oh, man. I, 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 I'm. I'm, I'm I feel, so, like going, I feel like going to wars to do something and you look at the comments from Robbo and the likes these lads will be hungry and they will be haunting and they will have felt hard done boy with the hand they were dealt this year on and off the pitch and like I said it's been a tough year for everyone you can injuries is one thing but personal tragedies that affected the whole squad Klopp Alisson what happened with them they all felt that there's nothing sure that they all felt that and it's thought about being kicked in the teeth while you are down. Well, can I, can I ask you something, something Shani? Yes, yes, I'm going gonna, gonna to ask you, right? Um, because, and, and I think a couple of people in here are, not a couple of people, but there might be someone there saying about Liverpool being the worst champions around. And Stephen Duffy says, uh, Chelsea finished 10th the year they won after the league. Don't year mind after that. The league. When you're here, when you're Don't people, be minding all that. But I, people, but, but, it's people on Twitter and people on Sky. It may as well be bleeding. The, the fat controller out. Ah, it might as well be, it might as well be my, my missus telling you she doesn't even watch the football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. but, but I'm going to ask you this, Shani, and this might be a little bit too optimistic or a bit wild, right? But you're looking at Salah there, right? And people are, it's constantly being thrown at us over the last couple of months that, oh, Salad, what's going on with Salah? What's going on with Salah? It's contract. He's not talking. No one's talking about this. Why isn't it being done? Salah's in, in dispute and his agent and all sorts. And then you see what he's done there today, right? Or what he's written on Instagram there today. And it, it brings hope that he's, A, he's going to be at the club next season and B, they get a contract sorted. Right, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know, when when that actually comes from the horse's mouth, to, to you know, to be honest, that has holds a lot more weight than somebody just telling you, oh, the agent or whatever it might be, right? And then you look at the injuries we've got, okay, but you look at the players that have stood up, the likes of Nat Williams or Nat Phillips and Reese Williams, okay, and and other players in that in that squad. Like Trent's come on so fucking good in the last ten games for me. And then, and then the players that are coming back, right? And then Klopp, like we said, pulling her out of the fire. Yes, he got criticism, and that's absolutely fine. But he has, he's done something. He's had to have done something over the last 10, 12 games to get this where it is. Shawnee, is a bit of a perfect storm here 
where you have players that are coming back from injury looking to put things right. Players that have stuck with us this season looking to put things right. Okay? And players looking at, from the outside, looking at this club going, they still fucking done that. I want to be part of that. And Klopp wanting X, Y and Z to be part of it. And FSG, most crucially, where you're seeing January, you're seeing the European Super League, you're seeing the stuff with uh, Spirit of Shankly, and and FSG with their investment that's coming from Redboard, where they're kind of going, we've no choice. We have to absolutely put all our money on red here. You know what I mean? Is that that a possibility, Sean? Because I think it might be. Yeah, it's a it's a possibility, definitely. Is it a necessity in a way? Gav, we've been picking the bones out of this season every Sunday for the last how Nine long? Months. Since the start three years. Yeah. And any, anyone who, <laughs> anyone who's anyone who's been in the chat will know. Uh we talked about this in February, March, when it was all gone to pot, and we start looking forward more than back. So we start thinking what do we do now? And the answer seems to always be we need to sign X player, Y player, X amount of players, Y amount of players for this month, X amount of months. So we always talked about boy, 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 boy. But for me, <clears throat> the biggest thing that club had to do with this team was to get the boy back from the lads who are already there. Yeah. So when, when you get to the top, when you win Champions League and you win league titles, it's normal that players start smelling the roses a little bit and there's a natural drop-off, especially after the third year away. It was always going to happen. The big thing was getting the boy back in from the players that we already have there, right? So you're thinking, when does that happen? You're thinking that maybe that happens in a pre-season after a break when players have regathered and we all come back and we see what happens. But club has started that process in the last couple of weeks because you can see already this player starting to buy back in again. You see Trent's tweet. You see Robbo. You see Thiago, the effect that he's having. You see Salah's celebration against Manchester United. Yeah, Mane is still struggling. He got the two today, but he's still struggling. He's yeah. still trying. And the main part is, is that he's trying. And and a, a big one for me is Bobby Firmino looked done at Liverpool, as far as I'm concerned, because he did. All right, now I'm not turning around saying we're ever going to see Bobby at his very best again, but he's been quietly excellent for the last couple of games. So you're seeing Klopp, he's not squeezing an extra drop out. Is I think he's been able to hit a reset button in a time when it was exactly needed, and he's had to get a boy back in from these players, and they've got jolts by big moments from Allison. And when they see him today, look, we can do that. That'll be different now. We need to supplement that in the summer with quality coming back in. Now, spending isn't... I don't think we need to buy 80 million, 90 million players. Just buy the right players for whatever the price is. It doesn't have to be fucking 150, 140 million. Getting the right players, going back to what we do brilliantly, is recruit. We've recruited excellently since Klopp has come in and Edwards. So they've always done that job correctly. Phil always bangs on about Klopp having rebuilding yet I think we've already seen the force bricks at the foundation of the next title charge and charge for trophies because he's got the boy back in by these players we can see that look at the form for the last 10 games yeah it's a great first part the fourth phase of the rebuild has been completed already ahead of schedule 
So now we need to do whatever we can in the summer to make sure we're good to go in in, in August, September when the league kicks back off. But it, the signs are very positive, Gav. And I'm with you 100%. I don't think anyone will leave. I don't see any of the bit, unless they kick up out of us. I don't think anyone who's any use to us will leave. All right? We'll probably get on to Wijnaldum. But I'm just going to caveat what I'm saying here is to let Gina Wijnaldum go is 100% the correct decision by me, by the club. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be a town setter for going into this summer because we need to be ruthless. We yeah. need to be ruthless. Uh, we have this bias about Genie. I love Genie as much as any of these players from this squad. But I do think he's been on the way in. We can't be just giving out... Air wage bill is massive. So we've got to be clever in that regard. So I'm with Genie going... And I think we're well on track now. I think it's mental how this season has worked out for us in the end because we're good to go. We just need to follow protocols and we'll be there or thereabouts again next year, I believe, Gab. I'm with you 100%. Um, I was going to try cover some of the game today, but who fucking cares? Three yeah. points and it's it's no, top four. Um, delighted for Manny. Absolutely thrilled for him. Um, Williams and, and fucking Phillips walking around like Peter Rambo. Uh, loved it. And... Um, Tiago is a fucking joy, lads. Tiago is a joy. It's actually, it's actually scary looking at him in a team with those two centre halves in it. Players absolutely on their last legs with regards well, to um, you know mental what, and, and physical fatigue, and he's just doing what he's doing. It's phenomenal. Go on, Keith. It's a great point about Tiago because for this season, there's been a narrative that Tiago some sort of flop, and Tiago is you know even amongst Liverpool sort of. Uh, he's too slow. We everyone bought into that shit that he slows us down. He doesn't slow us down at all. But rival fans and all, but oh, flop of the season, how, flop of the season. And now he's coming into it. You know what I mean, Grizz? He's no, now he's, he's motoring. He's motoring now, and he finishes the season strong. No, no, Keith, Keith, and you not, look at what it's going to be. Keith, he's not motoring. He's teaching yeah. all the Premier League's midfielders how to play football. He's taught. He's te- he's taught them how to play football now because yeah, he's I mean, shown. He's the only worry is they were built and lumps out of them today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shawnee, I, I, we were on a chat from the Trippers account yesterday. Uh, sorry, Spaces, which has gone fantastically. Everyone who enters helps. Spacers. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Everyone who gets involved, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it so is much. brilliant. In fairness, it's brilliant it is. Stuff. It is. Uh, yeah. And so, like, we've built a community in there as well. It's brilliant. You know, Trippers all the way. But I, someone asked something about Tiago and and his fitness. And I said, that's an absolute, um, you know. Stupid point, go home. That's that's down to his excellence as a professional, his elite professionalism and mentality, that the way he's become fitter, he knows, he spoke about it, and he he spoke about how in this league you realise you don't even get fucking time on a throw-in, like there's a ball ready next to you. There's no resting. You don't get a chance to breathe. And people were talking about, oh, he's struggling. He's like a second behind, you know, and therefore making the bad rash tackles, yellow cards, et cetera, et cetera. The way he's stopped even, um, you know, making decisions, bad decisions, it's a sign of his profession, how he's adjusted and he's learning, even though he's the top dog, even though in my lifetime, he's probably the best player we've ever signed. Yet he's come and humbled himself playing with the likes of Phillips, Williams, no disrespect to them, right? But he's talking to them like, you know, their prime Kimmich and prime Boateng where he's playing with, or PK, do you know what I mean? And he's talking, talking to them. He's humbled himself and he's excelling 
that is a sign of his elite mentality, how he's, look at the passion he's shown in some of the games, you know, how much it's meant to him already in a short span of time. You know, that could be any player sort of, yeah, we've scored, you know, he does, but he's feeling it already. He's made himself part of the fabric and that's absolute testimony. And that's why Klopp insisted on him, not because he's an, just an elite footballer, but the whole package. He's Different actually, maker. another brilliant point I made yesterday was, oh, 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 we're doing lists of brilliant points, Chris, mate. I love it. Yeah, you you should have been in the spaces. You should, you should have been in the spaces. <laughs> and that's a great point I made today. <laughs> you should have been in the spaces because we often talk about Henderson, Milner being his lieutenant on the pitch, right? We yeah. talk about Jürgen and Henderson and uh, Milner and the like being his lieutenant on the pitch. This guy is his tactician on the pitch. And it's so clear to see. Finally, he's got someone, not only is an inspirational leader, but tactically knowing when to pass, who to pass, the weight of pass, execution of pass. He's fucking magical, this kid. Abs I'll call him a kid, because compared to me, he's a kid. But he's Darcy fucking is. magical. The best he's a baby compared to you. Grace hit the nail on the head there, the way he humbled himself. Like, if Thiago was in boxing terms, these last few weeks, he's like, he's bitten down on his gum shield when it hasn't gone well for him. And he's yes, just sir. like, fuck it. Yes, sir. Pull up my socks and head for, and he's carried us. Him and Nath Phillips, may no bounds about, and the, obviously the goals from Salah, um, the goals from Salah are mega. We don't realise, because he's just done it for so long, that we, we actually want to take for granted. Yeah. I think Salah is the most disrespected footballer in the history of the Premier League. Yeah, he is. he is. I think. I, do you know something? If if Salah was if Salah was around when say Thierry Henry rocks up in ninety eight or nine, whatever it is, he would. They would have him on uh, fucking billboards everywhere. Mm. Right? Sky would absolutely run everything about Salah or everything about Sky on Salah. But he's so fucking disrespected. I'll get on to him in a minute because I got. We got. I, we got. I, but this last 10 games, we're either having a prosthetic spine and it just happened to be very yeah. solid. And it, it, it literally... That's, it that's have you read that comment? No, <laughs> go on. Throw it up. Oh, no, before you do, don't throw it up yet. Um, Rafa says, in my opinion, Alisson's goal should win goal of the season. What it meant, the time it was scored and the technical ability puts it right up there for me. People are asking about these Twitter spaces. Listen, if you follow the LFC Day Trippers or Grizz or Avi on, on Twitter, right, the them two boys seem to be mad on it. And all you do is, on the top of your feed, where there is, what are those other things they do on Twitter? Fleets. Fleets. So it comes up there and it'll say Grizz plus whoever. So plus three, plus four means how many people are speaking. But it'll be a different colour, so you'll know it's Yeah, it's purple. You, 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 you click on it, it'll ask you to connect with you connect, and you can hear these people talking. If you're on your phone, just stick a set of earphones with a mic into your phone and request to talk, and the lads will let you in and talk. Just, just, 200 300 people in there at times at night and it's really really good it's now it's not bait it's not set like this is where there's four lads talking they let people in and have a chat and they drop them back out and stuff it's and, absolutely um, yeah it's, abs it's absolutely all about the more people that want to give their opinion that don't get a chance to come on a chat or come into onto a, one of our pods or whatever it's absolutely about their voices and we try to rotate the speakers and give everyone who's a, a subscriber of lfc day trippers by now, hopefully, and give a chance to air their opinion, and it's gone brilliantly so far. 
Well, Stephen Dunn says the same spot as live broadcast on Instagram. Exactly. Up the yeah. top of the Instagram bar, you'd see live. What are you saying? Yeah, for you don't have to have Instagram. Um, yeah. Up the, My son told <laughs> me. Yeah. Up the top there, you'll see where people are live and it says live. This just comes up and it shines a big circle around it in purple. And that's how you know what it is. Um, sorry, I might have knocked the um, comment you wanted on the screen back off, did I? No, no just let's go, let's go. Grace Khan is the minister for giving himself pats on the back. Oh, yeah. Another great point. I'm getting that on a T-shirt. Another great point I made yesterday. That's exactly what I'm going to get done. Um, uh, David Lennon says, bring back Periscope. David Lennon, all you have to worry about is the forfeit you have to do for our charity when we, when we sell X amount of tickets. And for anyone that doesn't know or didn't watch it on the, David Lennon has to go on to one of the naughty trains dressed like he walks in the field cart at the end with a bag of cans handing out bags of cans of harp and pretending that people have ordered them it's it's mental but you'll you'll understand um darius says that that tweet spaces is madness grizz went off on some bloke as to why he blocked him laughing my ass off i don't know what's going on there but um basically you're drinking is it possible to watch them back no, no, I unblocked. Annoying, no, you can't. It's a live thing. I've unblocked about sixty people. No yeah. level I get. I've unblocked. Everyone's like, "Grizz, unblock." I said, "All right, then go and fuck." But explain to me why I blocked you, and they're explaining everyone. You're a brilliant. Yeah, you're a sap. Grizz, it's like I even. You know what reminds me of? It reminds me of. Remember, remember Red in the Shawshank Redemption, where you used to have to go to the. To hear in every every ten years, <laughs> tell us why you should be allowed out. He guy, never gets let out. One guy had to sing for me. Fuck's <laughs> sake! Um, but listen, let's let's get back to this. And I want to look towards the summer. Right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the summer. We're gonna talk about Genie and Adam, and then I want to give a huge shout out to the um, latest GoFundMe that we're supporting. Um, Grizz, I'll stay with you because you made a claim that if Liverpool get top four. That they will absolutely be in for Kylian Mbappe. Now, uh, Lille have won the French title tonight. Kylian mm-hmm. Mbappe apparently uh, said we have failed to win the title and we move on. And he was asked another question and didn't answer and walked away. Um, the the big thing is that Real Madrid look like they're all over Kylian Mbappe. What do you want to see for the summer, Chris? What you, what you'd love to see or what you think might happen? What do you want to see for the summer? Because I think it, it it is a big one, Chris. It absolutely is a big one. Gav, you know, um, the word of the season is legacy, isn't it? This this word legacy has come out. Um, legacy fans, whatever. I think this is a legacy summer for FSG. And we've been discussing it all all winter, haven't we? We've, we started the discussions around um, Christmas time and we, and we thought January they're going to do something. And then we said, all right, look, well, you know, it's fair to say that they're assessing where they're going to end up and then they can work their way towards, you know, making final planning for summer. And we've discussed how huge, fucking huge Champions League football was. Today alone was a £58 million game. That's how much today's game was worth. And not only that, lads, £60 million because we finished, we ended up finishing third, which is another £2 million extra for finishing third, right? And we don't have to qualify. Remember that as well. This is automatic qualifications. So today could You have, have to qualify or fort? No, no, oh, you don't. No, oh, no, you don't anymore. Sorry, I beg your pardon. But yeah, today's remember got... the way UEFA changed, yes. you know, to, yeah, yeah. to accommodate these big teams not having to, to go through qualifiers. Absolutely. Maybe and, 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 and I was getting disheartened because, you know, people that I speak to are saying, look, without Champions League, 
it's a grim outlook in terms of we have to rely on the magic of Edwards and our and and finding gems where we can't go huge. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that we are in a better financial position than I'd say eighty to ninety percent of teams in Europe. Hundred percent, we are eighty to ninety percent better. Hundred percent, I believe that we're eighty. We're better than eighty to ninety percent teams in Europe financially. There is absolutely no excuse for FSG. I know you got that. There's no, there's absolute no, there's absolute no excuse for FSG not to, as we say, back Jurgen Klopp in the market. Now it's not about backing Jurgen Klopp. It's about how we've discussed the new or the next great Liverpool team. Now this is a great Liverpool team, but with the likes of Milner, Henderson, Genie, um, all coming to the to the last days of their career. I truly believe this summer, Gav, we laid down the foundations of a backbone of a new Liverpool, and I hundred percent believe that we will. Okay, well, after all that, Chris, are we signing Kylian Mbappe or what? We are. We we hundred percent are in for him. Definitely, we would. We are. We're, we're trying to look. I've told you the financial situation is not an issue. It's persuading the fucker. So if anybody you know knows him personally instagram snapchat everything just have a word because it's all about persuading him we are ready with the money. Right, if he needs persuading we don't want him madrid um, has always been madrid <coughs> has always been his dream it's his that's his boyhood dream so we can't argue you know we can't fight that we can't change his mind but I tell you what, I tell you what, if I'm telling you now, we are in a position, we are in the best position to go for a, a marquee signing than we've ever been. And I truly believe that Mbappe or Sancho, go and put hedge, hedge your bets, go and do it. See young men's son. I'm telling you now, we should be rattling the cage there. I'm yeah. not even they would say I know he's it. not. I know he's not the youngest, but I'm telling you now, that fella in our team. Woof. Yeah. yeah. Mati you know? Tariq says the guys the guys on your short will never walk alone, Gris. The guys on your yeah. short. Um Free Palestine. Palestine short, yeah. Um Champions League, baby. Norway, no, very, note this, Chris. Norway will look to your guide, guidance all summer long regarding transfers. Don't let us down. That is, want, um, yeah, is a compliment we, and a threat at the same time, which I'm really into. Yeah, um, we, we will be starting the transfer agenda show. Well, we'll talk about it afterwards, but let them know that we, we have Oh, well, we, we have loads down. of plants. Loads exactly. of plants. So loads worry, of them, Motti. loads of them. Don't worry, Motti. We got you. We got you, Marty. Um I miss a slack a lot as asked for one player from the bottom three that you would sign if you could sign or if you had to sign um, a player, one player from the bottom three. Um, Fulham, West Brom. Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United. So we'll get to, we'll, we'll answer them really quickly at the end, okay? Um, Keith, the summer. Um, we all know that the Wijnaldum stuff, we'll get onto that in a couple of minutes, but what do you expect from Liverpool this summer? What do you want? To, what do you want to see? Forget what you expect from Liverpool. What do you want to see Liverpool Football Club do this summer? Um, I've said for a while now that I think they need to look at rebuilding the team. And I said I'd sell Mane, for example, a few weeks ago and, and got lashed out for that. But I just think we're in a precarious situation with, with contracts because mm-hmm. 
you know, we offer, we all know we offer a low, not low, we offer a, a base salary and then a heavily incentivized by success. And the reason our wage bill is fucking sky high is because we've been successful. Now we've got Salah, Mane, Firmino, uh, Van Dijk, Fabinho, Henderson, all due contracts um, at the end of next, the, the season after next. So it's a tricky, uh, it's a tricky position we're in now. And, and like Shani said earlier, Genie, love Genie, absolutely love him. But it's the right thing to move him on because we have to start looking to, I think, making the squad a bit younger. Um, so I, do I think we need an Mbappe? I think if we signed Mbappe, it would be like a statement. It would be a statement of intent that, right, we're going at yous next season, see, and we're going, we don't give a show who you, what yous do. We're going for everything now. Will they do that? I don't know. Sean, he said something about it has to be the right signing, and I'm all about the right signings. Mane, Salah, uh, Firmino, all these, they weren't the top draw players. They were players that were hungry and had something to prove, and that's what got us success. So do we go back to that? I would like to see us doing that. I think what we need to do, if the Kanate stuff is true, we get Kanate in, right? Kabak, I don't know what the story is with him because... I'd leave him. Uh, yeah. Kanate, I mean, Kanate will be announced probably by the end of next week, if not the following week, definitely. Oh, yeah. I fully expect that one to go through, right? So that's given us then, what, Virgil Gomez, Kanate, and then Matip. I mean, I'd move Matip on, personally. I'd move Matip on for whatever you can get from him. So do you keep uh, enough Phillips? Move him on as well, maybe. get Give him his chance. He, We've said on this before, you know, players leave us. They don't always earn from what they've given us. You know, over the last few years, well, Nat Phillips is the same. Nat Phillips doesn't always happen. We we tried to get rid of him a few times, and he's come in and solidified our season. So whatever he wants to do is fine. So it might be a case of bringing in Kabak as well. You don't want to have too many injury prone, not injury prone, but injury um, recent injury centre backs. We don't want another situation like that. But I think midfield, we have to bring in at least one more body with Genie going now. What I'd do, I'd get rid of a few of them out of midfield. But I'd, Liverpool, we all know Liverpool won't. They won't be ruthless. They won't cut toys unless we get Whopper deals for Naby Keita, for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. If we don't get beat, I can't see us looking to move them on for cheap. right? So then, up front, what do we do? Do we keep the front three with Jota as well and add in a big one? You can't. I don't think we can do that without one going. So I'd move Mane on. So it's it's I don't know what way they're gonna do this. I would move some of our force team players on and bring in force team players to replace them. But I would maybe do that with two players and then two of the level of players we bought before that. You know, have that like Kanate is twenty one, he's at Leipzig. He doesn't have a track record of success. That's a good signing in my opinion. That's a profile of a good signing that we should be bringing in. Basume I, I personally would go for others over Basuma myself, but look, uh, he could turn out to be a fantastic player. And then if they're going, I, I'd move Mane on only if we were getting a top level forward. If I'm not, we go again and we bring in a player that's, you know, of the Jota level, a player that maybe will surprise us. And then you're 
maybe rotating. No, I don't know. Basically, what I'm saying is I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Just before you get to Sean here, and just very quickly, because I'm getting a bit of stick in the thing about saying a new spine. I'm not saying the current spine is finished. What I mean, the foundations of a new spine, and what I meant by that is the next spine. Sort of at the moment, it's Virgil, Fabinho, Salah. What I expect this summer, and maybe just adding on to what Keith said, is I don't expect those squad signings to be made, Keith. I'm expecting three first teamers who are going to be the new spine after the current lads. So Konate, I'm expecting him to be the Virgil. Do you know what I mean? Whoever we sign in midfield, if it's a Hosomawa or a Basuma, to be the new, you know, and then a striker who's going to be taking over. Not a squad member who's going to be, like a Jota was a rotational player, brilliant squad player to be in rotated. I'm expecting a new spine yeah. and I'm totally, totally uh, confident we will get that. Yeah, we don't need a security, basically. No, that's what it. I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's new spine. Shawnee, uh, the lads are giving me that fucking life story there. Um, <laughs> what do you reckon for the summer? Who's out? Who's in? What would you like to see? I think I think there's a good few that have to go. Um, definitely. Uh, just, we need to look at who's available and who's not available for the most part. That's what I think. That's I think that should be the, the number one thing yeah. Klopp needs to be looking at in August saying, who's going to give me 30 games a season without any hassle? Right, they stay. The rest, they can go. So I'm saying the likes of Ox, Nox, Nabi Keita, Matip, wheel the hammer, get get them all gone, wheel the axe, bang, out of squad. Simple as that. Thanks, but no thanks. No issue at all with Genie leaving. Uh, being a wonderful servant, great player, but we we can only talk we can only guess about the sort of money he was looking for. But if he's looking for parity at the big boys, yeah, he's been good. He's been very reliable and he he's been a mainstay in the team. Is he worth the same money over that time? No. Is he gonna improve? No. Is he gonna deteriorate? Yes. That, so you need to be ruthless in these situations. Origi, thanks for the memory, good luck. Out the gap. Shakiri, out the gap. No, these boys are no use to us. Absolutely no use to us. You need a solid 15 or 16 to challenge on all fronts. All right? I'm happy with Kelleher. I'm happy for Kelleher to be second choice. Honestly, Same. It, I'd have no issue if he was called in to play again because Allison is quite injury prone. It is, yes, it's, the, it's a fact. All right? I would go into the season with eight centre-backs if I had them. If I meant <laughs> never. No, honestly, Cap. If I meant we never have to play a centre midfielder, I'm in centre-back. That's what I do. I protect this team from having an issue next season in midfield the way we had one this year in centre-back. So I don't want to be have an issue where maybe Henderson's out, Fabinho's out, Thiago's out. Bodies and quality. That's what we need. So if you're thinking far right, Harvey Elliott comes in, I think. Although some may think he's too young. I'd give, I would literally give, unless he really wanted to go out and play ball again in for someone like a Norwich or a Swansea if they come up or whoever comes up. I'd say to Harvey Elliott, you're actually getting Shakiri's role and you'll be used sparingly throughout the season. And I'd be okay with that. The one where we need, what, what Kanate looks at done, more or less, as Chris said, so, yeah, looking at a starting midfielder <coughs> and then it's, for me, it could be a starting forward. Now, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the forward. 
I'd say a Sar or a Dake is more likely than a than an Mbappe or a Sancho. And there's nothing got to do with money. It's just I just think that's how we roll, Gav. We we make players yeah. war class. We yeah, don't we absolutely do. war class players. We don't normally do that. So I'd love Tailman's. Yeah. I'd love your I'd love yeah. your Tailman's and Tailman's is a player you, who you has continue there. I just have a, an alarm going off here. One second. You keep no, going. I'd love someone like Yori Tailman's. You know he's the full package already. He's been ripping her up at Leicester. He was highly coveted when he was at, at Monaco. To be lost. Even at Anderlecht, he was highly coveted. At Anderlecht, yeah. So many. I think United wanted him when, yeah. when he was at. I'd like someone like Timmons because I know Timmons will come in. He's big balls on him as well. I don't think it yeah. phases him having to play in the big, these big sides because he's one of Leicester's most consistent player. And he's off. Yeah. And they make no bones about it. He done Without a, he done a walk around, didn't he? He done a walk around clapping the fans and floods of tears today. He's only not got two only years that, left on his day. Yeah, not only that, they've been trying to renew his contract all season. Yeah, so then we if, we, if we're not in that queue, then we're doing it wrong. We should yeah. be in the queue for him because he's an excellent player. I don't, his range of parts and he, he has it's a bit of Steven Gerrard. Well. He's got a bit of Steven Gerrard about him. He does, and I'm not saying he's as good, but he, he's brilliant. He's an animal. guy. The fella's built like a fridge and he flies around the pitch and he has all the attributes. He would want to be definitely looking at. We need to be careful in terms of AFCON because we're going to be missing... Bo- this is important yeah. for this summer because we're going to be missing bodies in January and February. So we need to be looking at AFCON and thinking we don't want to be taking any player that's going to be going there. Although yeah. we are signing them on four or five-year contracts, we need them for the air on now because we, it goes to show how key it can have be having the bodies there. So... I don't know. I think if it wasn't for his past, we'd definitely be on Luis Suarez. I don't think the club will touch him after no. what happened to him at Liverpool. Other than that, I definitely wouldn't be against having him back because he's a killer. Yeah. He is a killer. And in games when we have needed a killer this season, we haven't got them. I'd like to see a change of approach. I'd like to see a, a big number nine. I'd like to see a centre-forward heading, bleeding, trends crosses in the way yeah. Alisson did week in, week out. How nice would that be? So, does it, I think that there's a good bit of work to be done on this squad. Make no bounds about it. I definitely think that there's a bit of work to be done this summer. More so on the outgoings. And that's where I think we struggled, Gav. That's where I think Edwards has struggled, I think, apart from selling bomb at fucking everyone and their dog. Yeah. He sold bomb and everything. He's got to get better at that this year. He's he's got to get better at moving players out quicker and getting fees in because although it's, it is sell to boy, I don't think it will be sell to boy this season. I do Absolutely. think it, I do think, but it will help. It, it like sales will supplement us going for the big names that we need. Like Chris says, we don't want to be bringing in players to go on the bench. We want to be bringing in players to dislodge your your forced elevens. It's like iron sharpens iron, isn't that what they yeah. say? You look for a perfect example. Look, you know it spent good money on on Tellez this year. He ended up being the best the best signing of the season because he he, he turned Luke Shaw into the world class left back that he did. He is. So you need to light a few fires around the squad by bringing in these players. So you look at when Jota came in, the effect that he had. So let's see. Let, let, there's, there's work to be done. Make no bounds about it. I'm I'm not enamoured by the the big Disneyland signings. Don't get me wrong. 
if it starts coming around that there's reality yeah. and there's a chance yeah. of these happening it's soon come around to that way I think or have the lipstick yeah, you will. Mickey leave Mouse ears and me. all and you're not a bother leave Shawnee to me leave Shawnee <laughs> to me leave Shawnee to me Shawnee be telling you he wants a right deal and then when Mbappe is fucking down at John Lennon airport to Shawnee be like look at this lads this is the <laughs> business <laughs> like, like Grace will tell you when the Thiago thing was coming around I was like nah fuck off fuck yeah. off will you fuck off and then when I actually ended up <laughs> when, when he actually when he actually came to fruition there was 3am whatsapp conversations taking place 3am oh, just declared in his love for Tiago Alcantara you know um, I only I only noticed I follow Tiago's sister on Instagram of course like, you why, do. why do I follow her on Instagram I was pointing at every little bit you know so that, that's what football does to us lads that's yeah. what it does to us legacy uh, summer lads legacy summer bring on Kieran, the transfer agenda show Kieran Thorne uh, asks who was Grizz getting on the back of his short next season? Well, Grizz obviously um, and other influencers weren't uh, gifted with new jerseys during the week. Um, Grizz is doing some sort of protest now no, where he refuses no, Keith, to get names on jerseys. Ke- no, oh, got that lost, no, no, Kieran's lost a bet with me. That's why he's asking because he's owes me a shirt now. And I've told him I'll tell him to oh. which name to give me. Yeah. So what was the bet? We won't say it because Kieran hasn't mentioned it. So I want to keep his, uh, you know, keep it private. But he lost a bet and he's buying me a, a Liverpool shirt with uh, whoever I want on it. And I'm going to be privately messaging the name I want on the back of the shirt. Well, there, there's Red Steve at the time on there. It's that shiny saying he's doing a show on a Mickey Mouse suit when we saw him in Bappe. Do you know what? Hold me to that. <laughs> Will you do that? We saw him in Bappe. We saw him in Bappe. The things those far would do. I'll get on to the missus and he'll have a blade, Mickey Mouse blade, a mini mouse. <laughs> I'll be telling you, I'll, I'll be all in. I'll be all in. I'll just take everything. That's the way I am. The boys know that. I'm, I'm an emotional egg. That's the way I am. Boys. That's, that's no, how I am. Fair play to Kieran for for fulfilling. I know Kieran's a great skin. He's a top great. Guy. Yeah, he really, he really, really is. Um, what was I going to say to you? Um, I think we've touched on Wijnaldum a little bit. You know, I wanted to talk about Wijnaldum and you know, you feel that you know he's probably the right time to go, but he's been like I'll just say it. I think he's been an absolutely fantastic servant for this club uh, from from the time he's walked in the door until what looks like he will leave. I'm still hope, holding out some hope because I, I genuinely, I'm gutted he's leaving. I'm absolutely gutted he's leaving. Yeah. Both in both in a, a personal sense of the man himself, but in a footballing sense as well, I think. I think there's more value in others leaving than him. But look, that's the way it goes. I'm still holding out hope that something could happen. But um, he's been he's been phenomenal, Gina Wijnaldum. You know, like, this is a guy that turns up and he was... You know, we, I think he was playing as number 10 for Newcastle. Yeah. And they, they've brought him in. He's been in midfield. He's played in a six. He's played at centre half. He's ran himself into the ground Central for this club. Yeah, he's played as a false nine um, in the new camp, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, he scored some huge goals for Liverpool. You know, like like obviously the ones in Barcelona are up at home to Barcelona are big. And then you have the likes of Cardiff away. In the league, when we were yeah. running for the league that season, yeah. um, you have Roma away in the semi final yeah. of the Champions League. Like, and you know something, the biggest testament I never ever pay to him is, yeah, people would have thrown stuff at him, like, oh, in away games, he's this, in away games, he's that, but you never heard anything from him. He never gave any trouble. He never, there was, you know, the only one time he ever did, and it was, it, it was, it was, 
when you look to him, and that's what this squad is all about, after the Barcelona game, he says, I was annoyed that I was on the bench. But what did he do? He didn't get, throw a fit. He didn't go mad. He didn't throw toys out of pram. He went on the pitch and scored two. Just got us through. Um, an absolutely unbelievable servant for Liverpool Football Club. He will go down, for me, as like all them players that have won the league last season as one of the greats because simply the, the weight of expectation and pressure on them um, last season was y- yeah. huge and then you had COVID thrown in and the weight but Gino and Aldum, um looks like he will go it looks like he will leave but what a servant to Liverpool Football Club and I hope um, that he gets a really good move I hope that he has three, four, five years left in him. But my wish is that at some stage, a man like that comes back as in some yeah. sort of role at Liverpool Football Club because, you know, how could you not like him? How could you not be respect him? And how could you not just look at him and go, what a bloke? So all the best to Gino and Aldem if he does if he does go because there's still a bit of doubt and I'm just hoping against hope. But what a service. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think if he goes, I think you'll probably look at somewhere like Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, um, some along Barcelona. Well, he won't no, be short of if he's he available late, like Real Madrid and all will be looking at him. Yeah, That's, yeah. And I think, um, I think, I think, rightly so. I think because the, you know you, the impact he's had on this side, and not only in the goals, big goals he scored, but just the walk rate and you know the the levels he's kept and. And just being a brilliant, brilliant member of the squad, I think it's it's absolutely um, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Kieran Thorne reckons he'd be a PSG short. Huh? Timing is everything in football because we could have look an alternative reality. Genie signs a contract for one hundred and fifty grand a week, and then all of a sudden his level drops, and then he's getting slaughtered by fans online and pundits and stuff like that. Like so, there's always. I think it's the right time for both parties to part here. Although yeah. we're very we're emotional about it because it's in the now and it's recency. He deserves a move. He deserves a big bumper contract for his last couple of years. He owes us absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Even after this what's gone on this season, he owes us nothing. So mm. all the best to Jeannie Wayne Alda, a Liverpool legend in my yeah. eyes. Oh, yeah. I would and, and, and people argue whether you use the word legend or great listen you go down in my book as a legend of Liverpool simply yeah. because he was part of that side that won a league title that I've waited and all of us have waited he's for two years that, not just a jobber he no no he's, he's, you know? he's huge and, 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 the, and the evolution of this side from Klopp and 2016 right through to now and what they are and even even the last bit of that evolution where they've had to absolutely dog it out for 10 games at the end of the season to get where we are and look forward to next season I think he's an absolute credit to himself and his family and everything else in the comments there it's crime not to pay Genie's worth well I'd imagine our worth and Genie's worth the club well say the club's worth and Genie's worth are maybe ways apart Um, that's the thing like we've, you can't be just handing out big contracts to 30 year olds who are on the way and it doesn't work like that look at our wage bill we, we do need to trim it somewhere people yeah. go on about the money man this that and the other we still have to run a ship at the end of the day so if if I'm you're taking the 70k that Genie's on and you're splitting that up and you're giving some of that to Alisson and some of that to Fabinho who are about younger and closer to that prime than Genie Wijnaldum and you're extending them, that's more important in the main for me than, than just one. So it's always the bigger picture with things like this. Our fan base, 
if you're give a zing, Todi is not young. Stefan Mark is saying Todi is young. Yeah. It's not young, Stefan. Not in for the last six months of the season. He's been running around with ankle weights on. Yeah. He's not going to get fitter. His game, his game is is based on him being energetic and getting around the pitch. He's not like a Thiago. He's not going to start whipping zinging passes around and running the game. His game is based on him charging around the pitch, being box to box. Now, don't get me wrong. You could play him as a false nine around the left, but he's never done that for us. Yeah. So, not that Torty is old, but given that Torty are old, a 200 grand a week or 180 grand or 150 grand a week contract for three years, that's a big commitment to a fella who was giving you his best years. That's the way you're looking at it. But surely, look at, look about at Milner. We got Milner for free. So, no matter what we gave mm-hmm. him, Milner has been worth it because we got him for free. That's the thing. Now, but I understand why let Genie go for nothing, but. That's the thing about those. Suarez, 24. We'd be getting Suarez for free. You get him for a year. That's the thing. He's closer to the goal. Genie Moynaldum's game revolves around him being energetic and getting around. And if you just look at the last, the last half, second half of the season, he struggled because he's bollocks. He's been ran into the ground. He can go to Inter Milan now or wherever he ends up. And players are number 10 in Italy where the game is way slower and it'll show him. It'll be more beneficial to him in the long run, I think. So it's not a crime at all. It's smart business. It's smart yeah, business. It's ruthless. It's actually, I- we, need, we need hungry young wolves in the team again next year. Can I tell you what I do in the summer? Can I tell yeah, you what I Gav. do? Yeah, go ahead, Gav. So Canate is, is one that looks like it's done, right? So... Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate. I'd sign one more. I don't know if it's Kabak, though. It's Kabak. Um, <clears throat> well, if it's Kabak, I'm good with that, but I keep Nat Phillips as my fifth choice and I'd sell Matip. Right? Um, because he just can't get on the pitch. Simple as that. Um, and as Shane Davin says, um, what's the, what's a Shane Davin says? Um, the biggest... Availability the biggest- is the... Best ability. Best ability. The best yes, ability. there you go. The best ability is availability. Um, he loves it, uh, and and that's for me. I'd, I'd cut my toys with uh, with Matip, and I, I he's a brilliant centre back when he's on the pitch, but he's just not there enough, and we can't go down that road anymore. I keep Phillips as fifth choice. If it was me, I'd keep one and I'd sell Naby Keita. But well, I don't um, think it's got to deal with that guy. No, no, I know. This is my this is my point of view. All right, in a in a perfect yeah, world, I don't. World, yeah, yeah. Then give every penny to Genie and yeah, with you on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. In a footballing sense, I think there's more value to this squad in keeping Wijnaldum than it is Kate. All right. Yeah, but it's not. But, but it's, it's, it's not going to be like that. I I get that. Kate is staying. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um. So, I would have kept Wijnaldum, but I know it's very very slim chance of happening. I'd still sell Kate. Absolutely. I'd still sell Keita, and what I'd do is I'd sell Keita, and I would go and I would sign Basuma and, and Hasimauer. That's what I would do. And then up front, I'm not fucking about. I'm just going into Jaden Sancho, and I'm saying, listen, we want you. We can pay the money. Do you want to come and play for us? I get the whole signing the right player for X amount and signing, but you've also spoken about the next spine of this team. He could be fucking huge for Liverpool. So for me, I would absolutely go in and sign Jaden Sancho to go with Jota, Firmino, Firmino, 
Mane and Salah. And I would say there's a front five. And whatever we can make back from other players, we make up back from other players. But I think overall, our squad would have would fill the gaps that would be left, but have more quality and more reliability. That's You've been reading my notes. I love it. You've been reading my notes. <laughs> um, lads, I'm going to ask you quick questions before we go, because we kept these people long enough. And so, player of the season, best game of the season, and one player you would sign from the bottom three if you had to. So, Grizz, go. Best player player of the season, please. Mohamed Salah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only answer. In yeah, I think Anyone else going to want to go against Mohamed Salah? Yeah, Keith is itching. No, no. No, you can't. There's, there's okay, no this, this there's is interesting. No we never, usually, we don't always agree on everything, so this will yeah, be interesting. Carry on. You can't in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. What's the next question? Let's go. Okay. You could say, you could say Nat Phillips, and uh, you're just. But that's the season. We're talking about the season. Some Fabinho shouts, Fabinho missed a lot of games as well. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah. No one, that's, there's no one that's even close to fucking Salah, Salah. this season. Yeah, no, Salah. I think Salah is a, is, is a mile off everyone else. Um, yeah. Best or favourite game? Shawnee. Best. <coughs> or jump in, lads, if you have one. West Brom. West Brom. West Brom. <laughs> Allison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the moment. Big moment. It seems like it's such an easy one, but it was the shot in the arm. I needed anyway as a football fan. Uh, it might be a bit of reasons. There's some, been some unbelievable performances. Leicester at home, Wolves at home, brilliant performances. West Ham away, excellent. You Some really, really good performances. Uh, the Spurs, just that Christmas there, which felt like a huge game. Bobby scores in the last minute. There was crowd, there was fans in the ground. But for me, it's West Brom away because the moment, the moment of the season for me, and that's why it's the game of the season. This That'll be the biggest takeaway from this year. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's that's what I think uh, 100%. West Brom. Saying, Pat, we were actually yeah, eight shots on target. Eight shots, yeah. It wasn't a great game. Shawnee's gone, gone with West Brom. Keith, game of the season? Yeah, it's, it's hard. I agree with everything Shawnee said there because it's got the moment of the season. Do you know what I mean? It's got one of the best moments that we've seen yeah. as Liverpool fans. It's hard. For the, just to throw it, I'd say United away was another big game and another good game because of the build-up to it where they rested all that. And look, I wouldn't have a Man United can do what they want. I think it's ridiculous that managed teams get punished for resting players. I think you have a squad, you play who you want in that squad. But the fact that they they made brought in fellas that were bleeding wouldn't get a game you know, any other time and they brought these lads in, which again, it's it's their right to do, thinking this is set up, the carry on with the protests, all that stuff, everything about that game and that was going to be the nail and even among ourselves, when we were looking at our games left among the day trippers and all that, it's like, oh, well, that's, you know, we can do the other games, United away, tricky. And we went in there and we fucking battered them in fairness. They started off well and we got on top and we were excellent in that game. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they got a goal back. They didn't deserve to be back. We were we were brilliant there. So just for the sake of something different, I'm going for United away as the game of the season. Okay, Chris. Yeah, game of the season. No, no need to add anything on to Keith. Uh, I'm totally in, in agreement with Keith. And for the fact that I absolutely turned into a believer um, after that game. Uh, before ah, that, you didn't yeah, yeah, I did. I know you I did. didn't. 
No, I did. I did. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't. You, no, I you didn't. No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I asked you last week. You two. I asked you last week with two games left. How many points would you get? And you said four. That does not make you a believer. Don't bullshit me. I had to carry on acting the maggot, right? No, 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 don't don't pretend you're acting the maggot now. You were asked publicly. You were you were you were asked publicly how many points you thought Liverpool would get from the final two games, and you said four. We needed the views. We I don't care how many views we have. No, I don't care how many likes we have. <laughs> how many did. subscribers we have. I asked you a question last week, and you, you answered four. You did, but yeah, honestly, so I'm how can you, you tell me? How can you tell me? Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can ask how my can kids. You, how, oh, they, I don't, don't want to fucking ask your kids. I asked you when you gave me four. I know you did ask me seven from. If I'd have asked your kids, he would. If I'd have asked your kids, he would have been more of a support in Liverpool and said six. But I asked you. You can ask my kids, you can ask Avi, same thing, kids and Avi, Because I had acted the maggot before that, right? Mm. The Man United game was the one. I knew we're getting top four because that performance was stunning with the with the, with the history of Man United Liverpool. Despite, record there, despite, the yeah, but despite the fact that after that you were asked how many points we get and you said four and miss out on Champions League. Yeah. The f- four, four days after that game, you yeah. said four points and missed Champions you League. Context behind but, that, after, but after that Manchester United game, you were a believer. Total believer. But I, I don't want to... Uh, yeah, well, it is what it is. Okay. The so that's why like Riz me. has made a mistake. You made a mistake, Riz, of making an opinion and refusing to get off that opinion. You've died on you've died on falling on your sword on that that yeah. crappy opinion. No, I changed it. I changed it. It was a facade after that. Yeah, Riz has dual responsibilities now. He's not only the minister for patting himself on the back, he's actually the minister for 180 tones as well. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. well done, Tony Riz. Hawks. Yeah, well, Tony Riz Hawks. Riz is really we digress. Man United. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on BBC panel trying to get into blame Parliament now before we know it. We'll never see him on the fat back forward again. Come here. Uh, somebody else mentioned the game here and actually the minute I seen it, I was like, that is the game of the season. It's Atlanta away. It's definitely Atlanta away. We are so fucking good that night. It was unbelievable. Reece um, Williams unreal. And you know what? Yeah. Let's give flowers actually. Yeah. Let's give Reese Williams his flowers. Let's be honest. He's been getting bashed around blame WhatsApp groups and all, but he done a fucking job for us. Um, people might not like that, but he's a kid who did a job for us, and that's all we ever asked of the kid. And fair fucking play to him because on more than one occasion, there was people talking about how he was going to get bullied in this game and that game, and he yeah. was absolutely superb at Anfield against fucking Harry Kane, who yeah. believed when he was playing golf with Gary Neville the other day that it's the second coming of our nine with actual yeah. knees. So. Fair play to the kid and uh, all the best to him because I'm I'm not sure his future's at Liverpool, but he'll be remembered for what he's done here. I'm sure. Yeah, you, you take Great huge point. credit from it. Um, but Atalanta was an amazing game. I I have to be honest. I like I like I loved sports at home. I did love sports at home. You know, um, Firmino's last minute winner and all, and you know, and we we had problems at centre half for that game, and you know, Spurs Mourinho came and absolutely bottle jobbed it. Um. But I thought I, that was a really, really one I really liked. Uh, one player you would sign from the bottom three if you had to, Grizz. Uh, bottom three, one player. Um, if we weren't signing Kabak, yeah, uh, I know who you're going to say. Yeah, I don't know his first name, Anderson. I think Joachim Anderson. Yeah, uh, the center, the Fulham centre back. Okay, Keith. Um. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Does Anguise is good off Fulham as well, but we'd probably look at maybe a Sander Berg or something like that off Sheffield United. Okay, Shawnee. 
weird one a player I I've always liked, but I don't even know whether he belongs to them. But he played for the the bottom three. I like Loftus Cheek. I think he's a very good player. Yeah, he is. And I think Pereira from West Brom will be a decent player for whoever gets him in the Premier League this year. I know uh, Zambo, as uh, some people are inclined to call Fucking him. Stop. Seems Fuck to be a good player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, say Pereira. I don't know what Ari is on a bad show for. Back up, but I'll be happy with Kata Kata. Don't so fucking any of them. I'm going from the big boys this year. Get away. Oh, you. mate, stop this talk. Who asked that question? It was a question asked earlier on. It was I'm just a question him. that was I'm asked. Crazy on three. I'm fucking blocking. Ah, listen, he'll, he'll sing your fucking, he'll <laughs> sing your <laughs> lady in red <laughs> and then you'll go and block him. Yeah. None of this fucking scrapping the barrel bullshit, man. We're right. going Well, listen, listen. Um, that is that is more or less the last fat back four of the season, but we will be out throughout the season we will be here throughout the, the summer I suppose we will do stuff around the Euros we're going to do stuff around our transfer agenda shows we're going to do loads of quizzes loads of drafts loads of, loads of stuff um, to keep you going throughout the summer it's very important that if you want anything done I you have an idea get on to us get on to our Discord let us know um, you know send us a private message on, on Twitter email us wherever it might be you know us we're up for doing anything so we will absolutely keep you going throughout the summer. We've huge plans for next season that will kick off on the first week of August. We have extra shows being added, extra people being added, people being moved around into different slots, um, more familiar faces on screen um, as much as we possibly can going into next season. We've drawn up a plan. We hope to get it over the line between now and the first of August when we will be a hundred percent back and you will see everything okay, working. You're doing shows from the studio as well, again. Yeah, well that's it. Um with the COVID stuff easing, we, we're looking to do some work on our studio. So the forum will most definitely come from there. We've planned to bring Grizz over once or twice a month and do our fat back four from there. Um and look, we've loads going on, but the only way you can help us is simple. You like the stuff, you share the stuff, you subscribe, and you give us feedback. The feedback is huge, absolutely huge. So if you well, can do that over the summer. As well. uh, just yeah, tell your man. Tell your man. Your man will tell the butcher. The butcher yeah. will tell the young player who comes exactly. down getting pounded as just for his man. Your man is the best way of spreading the word because man spread word like there's no fucking tomorrow. That's the way it goes. But listen, we do have huge plans. Um, like we're committed this season we're even more committed for next season it's actually stupid what we're trying to do but we're going to absolutely have a go at it but before we go um, you might have seen a show during the week with a, about a girl called Sienna now Sienna is a three year old and she has um, she needs treatment in America basically she can't get in Ireland or Europe she has to go to St. Louis in America okay um, so it's a form of cerebral palsy but if she can get this money she can go off and when she gets this treatment it will make her live a, a much more free and full life you know with the use of our legs and not having stiffness and pain and I know this because I only recently realised there's a guy that lives very close to me who's had the same his, his child had the same issue and went off and got this treatment and, and this and this young lad that's, that's been in a wheelchair for the vast majority of his life it looks like he, he's ready to get out of his wheelchair and walk and live a much fuller life so when you see I see I see this young lad very close to me I actually do you know what I know his father and I'm, I'm digressing now but I, I think I know his father from years and years ago but I've only kind of seen him now realised that I knew him from years and years ago and this young lad looks like he's progressing exceptionally and with a bit of luck um, we can do the same for Sienna so what we've done is we have a GoFundMe 
We have a 5k challenge that you can sign up to. And we've also launched Sienna's own range of merchandise. And what we've got, basically what happens is you can, you can go to www.lfcdt.com forward slash Sienna. It's in the show description. And when you go in there, you can click on that and in the Sienna page, you will see the link to the GoFundMe. You can sign up for 20 euro for yourself to do the 5k challenge. If you want to sign for 20 euro and the whole family do it, that's fine. 20 euro and get 20 years to do it. We don't care. And you post your time to us and we have a bit of crack on that. The third thing is the Sienna range. We've recently launched um, some merchandise, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But part of that was the Sienna range and, Basically, every single penny we make from anything with Sienna written on it is going straight back to Sienna. We're not taking a penny of it. Nothing. So get in there, buy yourself some car stickers, buy yourself some cushions, T-shirts, hoodies for the kids, whatever it might be, because it'll help spread the word for this girl. And the the work we try to do with Keen, um has got him more or less over the line. And we want to do this for the same girl who's not much older than Keen and, and suffering and having to go to America for this treatment. So we... Me, Shawnee, Keith, Grizz, all the day trippers are asking you to go and literally click on our website, click the link for Sienna. You'll see all our details, every single link to how, on how you can help. And between us and you, over the next couple of months, we hope to raise enough money to get her to America. I know a few of the lads are doing um, forfeits after mm. donations. I know a few of the lads. So if you want to throw a few things in the comments that I can do, as a forfeit in the yeah. comments after the video. Because if you throw them in now, they won't be seen. So throw yeah. them in after the video. And yeah. then we'll give the boss, Gav, the, <coughs> the key, the rain to, to pick one out as long as it's... No, well, you know what, no matter what it is, we'll give it a bash. So do you like your hair, Sean? Yeah. And let Gav set a goal. It's out and writing now. Uh, it's all for a bit of crack. But at the end of the day, it, it, it's lovely to know, to think that you can make a genuine change to someone's life long term because, look, spade is spade. We're just four lads on here shooting shit, talking about football most weeks and we do it because not only we enjoy it, but obviously we've got a lovely community now, so to speak. The the lads in the chat, the people in the chat who have kept us going all season as well because it's not just got to do with us, you know what I mean? It's, it's got to do with you as well. You carry yours as well for, for most of this season as well. So it, it's kind of goes hand in hand. But to know that you can genuinely make change, it's a nice feeling. So throw out a few um, suggestions there in the comments and I'll let Gav be there. Uh, <laughs> 150 yeah. tickets. 150 tickets sold for the 5K challenge. And Shani has to go live and carry on Shannon. Um, you for that, Shani? Well, Keith thrown himself on the canal at 100 tickets, um, yeah, which is amazing. Right, which is, you know, the, the caveat on that one. I've asked, I've asked, I've asked Grizz to do, um, I've asked Grizz to shave his beard at 75, but he hasn't confirmed. Me and Andy are playing blindfolded golf at just 25 tickets, and of course, um, David Lennon is going on a train dressed as Amanda Searsfield and handing out bag, cans of harp as if people have ordered them, okay? <laughs> um, so there you go, but look, it's as I always say, when this sort of stuff comes up, it takes over. Yeah. It becomes our main goal. Um, look, we love doing content. We love the, the Discord groups, Twitter, social media, having the crack. And eventually when COVID goes, we can all meet up and, and have the crack somewhere, whether every, it be Dublin or Liverpool or wherever it might be. Every is saying, Johnny, go live from I'm in Carragon Channel now, so it's no use, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's you, like, you need to get somewhere what, else. You need to get somewhere else. 
I'll give away the tree as well. The tree is still at home. You'll raffle off the tree if you get it. Yeah. But look, just that new lovely kit on it as well. Listen, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll hound people to help us out with this. If you just buy the tickets for the, the 20 euro tickets and do your 5k. And as I said, if you can't afford the 20, go and put the go. F- Put a fiver in the go for me and do 5k. Put a tenner in go for me. Or if you have the 20 euro and you want your family to go, get your family to walk and take a picture of your family after doing the 5k. It's all about spreading word. See, hashtag Sienna Steps. That's what it's all about. And we're going to do our absolute utmost. And as I said, if you go onto our website, click shop, anything with Sienna written on it, anything you buy, every single penny of, of profit from then products will go to Sienna. We have launched our merchandise as well. We, you've been asking for months and months and months, so we have launched it. I think there's six or seven designs up there at the moment. Our goal is to add two designs every week, and they will range from Liverpool players, stuff about Liverpool, retro stuff, whatever it might be, across a massive range of stuff. If you can support us in that, that's absolutely brilliant. And as I said, feedback is key. So if, there's, if you have an idea in your head that you'd like to see on a T-shirt or a or a coffee mug or whatever let us know and we'll try our best to do something up for you but um i think that's about it i think it's been a brilliant season um on the fat back four and overall on 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 the lfc day trippers the lads are back tomorrow the forum's back we're not stopping like the, the lads are back tomorrow on the forum joe walsh's um joe <laughs> joe walsh's topic for tomorrow's show at um at uh 10 to 4 this, this afternoon was um Joe Walsh wants to talk about how Liverpool didn't make and the reasons why Liverpool didn't make the Champions League, but he wants to change his um he wants to change his topic now. But look, they'll be back on they'll be back on tomorrow with the forum. The midweek fix will be on during the week. We will be starting our transfer agenda show. I think next week, but if anything happens, we'll jump on. Um, and the Friday forecast will continue throughout uh, the summer, but that's going to be obviously not forecasting games. We're going to be looking at I think Liverpool European runs over the last couple of years. So there's loads going. On. and as I said feedback is key Shawnee anything else before we go now that's it um, just the end of a mad season thanks everyone for tuning in and thanks for the walk behind the scenes that Gav, Grays and Keith they like you don't see the, the lads live eat and breathe this stuff and a lot a lot does go into it um, so fair play to the lads and fair play to everyone for tuning in and again share this out to your mates because Again, I think we're on the ascendancy here at the LFC day trip. It's only going to get better. And it's all for you, for you as a benefit. So um, thanks again, everyone. And hit the like button and before you go out. Literally, it's free. That's that's all i say. It's free. It is free. And it'll always be free. Um, and oh, I, as people are throwing in a super chat there for Sienna, the best thing to do is go on into the show description, go to the go for me and put it in there because YouTube take a percentage, but we have committed to every penny earned from YouTube and audio downloads and uh, super chats and stuff like that for the month of June from the LFC day trippers will be going straight to Sienna as well. So, um, but if instead of super chats, the best thing to do is put it straight into the go for me. Grizz, are you shaving that beard at 175 tickets? Sorry. And um, anything else before we go? No, nothing else uh, to say and discuss in private, please. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be solicitor. <laughs> oh, time here, blonde like the boys and uh, the Romanian, all the Romanian lads. Yeah. 90, was it? Was it yeah. Italian? 90? No, it was it 90? USA. USA was. Um, Megan says she's going to miss this show on a Sunday night. Megan says she's going to miss this show on a Sunday night. What are you missing? We're not going nowhere. 
we'll be here all summer. Don't be worried about that. We'll always have someone on here on a Sunday night. Um, it mightn't be all, us for all times, but we we'll definitely have people on on a Sunday night. We're going to try to stick to our schedule as much as we can. But, you know, the Fatback Four could be a quiz night, you know, because you know, there's obviously no football going on, but we'll absolutely and have I people on. I want my belt, by the way. I want my belts for them quizzes. Yeah, belts. That's oh, you neat. want like like Ray Mysterio belts, like t- yeah, like I want with the spinners and all, and I'm like John Cena. I'll see what we can do. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> uh, Keith, anything else before we go? Now, look, as as Shani said, at the end of a, a, a good year on the fat back four, uh, a satisfactory year in the Premier League. All's well that ends well with Liverpool. But, you know, a lot of work does go into this and, and we enjoy it. And that's the important thing, is that we I enjoy it. I just thought of it. I just thought of it. I just thought of a fourth with for Grace. If, if you yeah. sell 150 tickets, Grace has to do a house show in David Moyes' accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean Dice. I could have done some guys, man. Fuck's sake. Last week you could have, you were in there. Yeah, my throat. I yeah. could have done Sorry, that. Sorry, Keith. I could have cried. No, no, yeah. Well worth it. Well worth it. Now, look, it's it's been a good year. It, a lot of hard work goes into it, but we do hope you enjoy it and we hope that, you know, personally, I think the show has just grown and grown and grown. And as Gav said, next year it's not going to be staying the same. We're going to be moving and trying to push it forward as well. So we appreciate all the support we get through the year nothing's going to stop we're going to be still going hell for letter throughout the summer we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about the Ayatollah of Indonesia who's underneath me here will be back doing transfer nonsense from tomorrow I'd say so uh, we're going to be started a half an hour ago I'd say yeah it's going to be heavy tack now for the summer we won't be going on here Euros can go and show you like I'm watching me hair the night the Euro shows are on but we'll see what else we can do but look We'll be staying here and, and growing. And as Gav said, the stuff at Siena, do what you can for that. You know, we don't want to be coming across like we're, uh, you know, paragons of virtue or we're above, you know, pontificating about this and that. But we, we see a good cause and we, we try to back it as much as we can. So we appreciate any support and help with that as well. But other than that, nice one. Absolutely, we're not we're not going to stop on the Sienna stuff. It's going to be everywhere now across all our shows and in our show descriptions on our social media. Um, it's on our website, it's on our shop, it's on everywhere. So, um, yeah. So help if you can help out with that, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Grizz is Grizz is going mad now because we're trying to get him to do forfeits. But as <laughs> the only thing we can promise you is that from the, the fatback four, the season ends tonight. But the, as I said, the forums on the midweek fix. We we will bring you as many shows as we possibly can between now and the start of next season. That's all we can promise you. There'll be a mad mix of stuff, but it, it's always entertaining. It's always a laugh. And look, you, it's on, you can only talk about transfers for so long you need to have a bit of laugh as well and the summer's the time to absolutely do that hopefully covid clears up and we can organize stuff where people can meet up with us and do a show we can do live shows or we can meet up and all pretend we can play fucking instruments like we were going to months ago and have a few beers you learned the tin whistle i was wearing learning the banjo uh grizz was playing the triangle i remember but look as i said we're going to bring as many shows as we can and we promise that it's going to be bigger and better next season it absolutely is um, that has been the Fatback 4 um, Liverpool have made it into the top 4 and somebody reminded me of a quote when Liverpool won the league where me opening words in a podcast where Liverpool are the champions of the Premier League and the rest of you just can go fuck yourselves the same stance tonight over and out yeah. Sports Social Podcast Network